Millennials are ruining the world An exennial perspective Hey everyone, welcome back to Millennials are ruining the world question mark An exennial perspective, I'm not woke but I'm awake uh, I'm very excited to have uh, this next guest on tonight uh, He is a published author of the children's book, The Tale of Two Princes, and he created the popular YouTube video, I Am a Nerd, and he loves Star Wars. He is a Ravenclaw with the loyalty of a Hufflepuff, and he loves gluten. Woo! All right, so yes, please welcome uh, Joshua Desjardins. Yay, every hello. episode, I'm like, welcome, and I wait for the applause because I'm so used to like cabaret but <laughs> every every week it's like crickets crickets <laughs> there we go. isn't even he has his back to us he doesn't even care uh, he doesn't care he doesn't care uh so of course our first question as always on this show for those many many people who have been listening to every single uh one i have no idea how many people that is at this point it's probably Four or five. Four or five. Maybe right. I'll be six. <laughs> maybe there's maybe maybe it's twelve hundred. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but anyway, how did we meet? Is the first question, Josh. How did we meet? And you know, I was thinking about that, and I sort of forget. Really? I, well, I feel like it's the literally it the same through, story as, as Teresa. It must have been through the same Reggie. auditions, and it's, I auditioned for your cabaret. Yeah, or one of your. It's yeah. funny how many of my friends showcases. met auditioning for my showcases. Yeah, like if someone comes in, yeah, and you came in, and I guess you said something really geeky, yeah, probably, and I was like, let's be friends. You yeah. like dorky things. <laughs> it was probably I the like geeky dorky stuff. things. I know we both watched lots of TV. We watch a lot of so, TV. And my yep. girlfriend says that's n that's not productive to watch so much TV. But but as actors, we can yes, we observe. It's research. We learn from As observing. writers and actors, yes. we, are, we are... And it's actually so funny you mentioned Teresa because yeah, she and I had a similar She was journey. on this podcast well, wait, like, a few weeks ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, well, she and I took classes together for like, so we sort of started following some um, classes together and we actually took classes with a guy his name is Jake Choi who's now like one of the popular guys on oh, Single, Single Parents, Parents. Yep. yeah 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 she was great. mentioning him so it's interesting the yeah the show we, did get renewed for yeah a which season. I'm really I, I, I'm really excited because I actually do love it and not just because I know someone who's on it it's actually really funny but you know you've got Brad Garrett on there and he's really oh, great he's very and, good yeah the guy and, uh, from the, SNL the girl like, from Gilmore Girls Lead in Meister, Meister, Mooser. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I name. never forget. The I I used names. to remember names really well, and now I all of a sudden there's too much in my brain. Okay, maybe that's just coming from age. Well, yeah, I can't remember the SNL do, so. guy's name either, and I literally just read the article about the show being renewed, and I've seen every episode. Yeah, it's funny. No, actually, there was a Jeopardy question about uh, Sofia Vergara oh. the other day, and I was like, Sofia. And I couldn't remember her last name, and they said it, and I was like, how could I not? I love Modern <laughs> Family. That's, like, my favorite show, even though it's not as funny as it used to be. I still think they right. have its moments. They still do, yeah. I, this season, I think they got out of their slump a little, but I'm excited. Sure. One more season. I don't know what I'm going to do without Modern Family on the air. Like, that show is... Well, that's why we have things yeah, like it's... Single Parents or other new things coming along. And, uh, the new things are not as funny as Modern Family. You no, know, we are getting, though, next year uh, a Bob's Burgers movie. Yes. 
Yes, I'm... my girlfriend and I watched Bob's Burgers. We're only in season three. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, have you? But you've seen it all. Of course. No, you haven't no, seen it. No, all? I'm watching it with her. What? I never got oh, into it. Man. She likes it more than I do. Oh, I like that's... it, but she loves it. She loves it. She's actually coming on. I think next it's better week. than Family Guy. I think it's better no, than Family South Guy. Jump the shark. I like The Simpsons. I think The Simpsons is the most intelligent of them all. I would, I could and probably I agree with really that, but like I just that. don't watch it enough because I didn't start from the beginning. I started and for from me, the beginning. I have to start a show from That's the beginning. That's back when it was on it. the it was on the same night as the Cosby Show, and I then I for a few seasons I watched the Cosby Show because we Ugh. were allowed to watch that back then. But right, but now we're not. No, uh, but not. I think I have seen <laughs> all The Simpsons in in repeats. Okay. There might be some episodes I've missed, but yeah, no, there's like over three hundred. Much for me to start. Yeah, we could have just talked about TV. That could have been our well, but that's how we met. It was definitely (laughs) through your through your showcases, and then we probably connected on TV. Yeah, we definitely connected on TV. On nights when I wasn't as busy moving here to the city, and I was just babysitting. I think we would hang out. I was yeah. I would come over and we watch certain shows together. Yes, that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's all right. And now we have lives. Yes, (laughs) now we have social lives. Well, Aaron is coming on in a few weeks to discuss uh, science fiction TV with me. Uh, I've cool. watched okay. every episode of, of like Game of Thrones with him and yep, Battlestar okay. Galactica. Not every episode. You know what show most. I love that I cannot miss a, uh, like each week is uh, The Orville. Have you seen The Orville? I have seen every episode of The Orville. I don't think it's as, as great. It's Ah, uh, I love Can it. Can I say, like, I don't like things on a podcast? Is that okay? I don't see why not. I mean, it's not my favorite. <laughs> I think sometimes it, it has decent episodes, but the whole season was, like, romance, romance, romance. They focused on that it a lot this very, season, like, sure, but... It's just not Star Trek. I mean, I... You never watched every single episode of Star Trek, so, so I was you don't not know a what you're missing. Because yeah. I'm a uh, Star Warsian, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, I'm a Trekkie. Star Wars, I'm but over. I'm from a galaxy far, I'm far away. I'm done. I'm going to watch this last one, and then I'm done with Star Wars forever. I well, can't... they're not doing a lot for a while anyways, yeah. for another few years. But yeah, no, I from what I know about Star Trek, it was let's take modern, you know, social... Uh, situations and put them in a in a galaxy like well, a lot uh, like of it, scenario. yeah. But it's about the relationships and the people. Yeah, and I and... feel like they do a really good job at that. But switching like the roles, like you know the uh, the Bordis and his partner who's gay. But it was like eight they have episodes someone about come in. That. Well, but they like... had, but it was good stuff. I mean, like yeah. the guy who comes in who's straight, you know, and and how he's frowned upon for being straight. It makes you think. You and should go watch Star Trek The Next think, Generation. It is way better. I know. I, I it should It is watch way, that, way better but... and does it in a more subtle manner that isn't so on the nose. But that is not our topic today. Right. That is the topic with Aaron in a few weeks. We need to get okay. on topic. All our right. topic what are we talking about, is Sam? anxiety. Yes. And anxiety about having to watch all these TV shows does yes. kind of segue. Sure, yes. That segues over perfectly. Excellent. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, I have anxiety. I know you have had anxiety. Absolutely. I think a lot yeah. of listeners out there probably have had anxiety. A lot of millennials probably have anxiety. Yeah, Absolutely. I, so I thought... What a great episode to give our, yes. you know, feedback and our advice on anxiety. So cool. first off, what is anxiety, Josh? I, you know, I, I, I think we're all still trying to figure that out. <laughs> uh, I, to me, I, you know, it relates to a lot of stress. It relates to how stress is handled. Um, you know, I think in this day and age with so many, 
you know, technology, rings and dings, and, you know, all that stuff coming up, especially, we live in New York, so already our anxiety is at, like, a five, just walking out of the door. Yeah, that's um, true. So, you know, I I think it's a lot of, you know, how to deal, handle stress, how how to handle certain situations. And panic, that come and panic attacks. Panic attacks absolutely can be, can come with anxiety. I'm very lucky where I... Don't have panic attacks. I used to get them in the middle of the night when I was trying to sleep. Oh, wow. Yeah, back in 2012, my dark year. Oh, yes. But I don't have them. Actually, that's not true. I get panic attacks if I have to be up before noon. What's a panic attack like for you? Like, I will be like trying to sleep and I'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to get up at 9 a.m. I can't believe I have to get up at 9 a.m. I can't believe I have to be somewhere that early and I just start shaking and I just, it takes a lot of like, like calming me down to be like it's okay it's okay you really have to like let go of it all because if you don't care about not sleeping you fall asleep but if you start to be like how am I going to function you just got to remind yourself no one dies from insomnia your body always puts you to sleep eventually if you need it and like no one has died from not sleeping because of insomnia and like the day you can always get through the day. And no is that sleep. a fear for you? Is dying? Just no, curious. it's just what you tell yourself. Like you're not gonna it's die. It's your mantra. It's like sure. yeah, it's like my cure for anxiety is uh, if you look at yourself and you're not on fire, then you're okay. Like <laughs> interesting. That's I what like I that. use. It's like you, so you know, must always be okay unless you're on fire. If you're on fire, you have problems. <laughs> if you're not on yes. fire, yes. you have to just be Stop, like drop, drop, and roll. Yes, I'm not <laughs> on fire. I just need to take a little pause here and, you know, you need to, uh, you respond, you don't react. Yes. Right? You take the seconds so you don't yell at people. Well, you it's don't, interesting because like, I think people respond differently to anxiety. And that's something I've learned over mm. this past year, especially, is usually with anxiety, there's uh, a fight, flight, or freeze exp- uh, response. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I unfortunately tend to fight. So my anxiety usually leads me to anger. Um, which would not necessarily be a panic attack, but sometimes, you know, sometimes maybe that's what that can be for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people run away, they, they flee. They, you know, sort of, they, they can't yeah, handle it. Yeah, people don't so like confrontation. Just, yep. And so people freeze, they shut down. So they just, like, sort of don't respond at all. And, you know, maybe belittle themselves or take whatever pressure is coming at them. But they, they just, they don't handle it I'm at all. I'm thinking of all people in my life who have done these three things. Right, right. But, but usually we tend to, our anxiety tends to lead us to one of those types of responses and one more so than the other too. So like, yeah, again, for me, yeah, I, I tend to, I tend to fight. So, and I, and who knows, that probably stems from a lot of, you know, childhood or even though I had a great childhood, Maybe. you and I are similar yeah, in the sense a pretty that good I feel childhood. like we didn't grow up a lot. You know, we still like, you love our, your Muppets. <laughs> I'm and still, I still a love, kid. I still love That's my, true. you know, play video games and love my like, yeah, you know, no, we were at Japan day the other day in Central yep. Park and there mm-hmm. was face painting and I wanted to do it. And my Totes. girlfriend was like, That's for kids. And I was like, like No, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's a difference not between been a being. Kid? childish and childlike and i yes. think it's better to be childlike which, yeah i think we're yeah. childlike so, i mean i'm mature and i'm very responsible right. and i'm very stable right so sure. i but i definitely i have wonder of a child yes yeah yeah and same thing like i i like being childlike 
I like being childlike. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't have like a regular job, so I never had to grow up, and I don't. Right. You know, I don't function. It's Peter Pan syndrome. Yes, maybe yeah. that's what it is. But there's a difference between not wanting to grow up and just not, you know, growing up and still keeping that childish or yeah. child childness like so you think that we we react because of anger because we're childlike i don't know i've always thought about that i've always thought about like you know tantrum, was tantrum, my child I'm throwing a temper tantrum right like or was my childhood so good that now when things in my adult life don't happen the way they should and i uh, know for me i'm a planner i know you're yes, a type a yes. planner as well uh, <laughs> i like, am such a even planner. more so than me you know, but um, yeah, so absolutely. I think sometimes some of our responses might come from that. When things don't go the way we expect them to, mm. that's where the anxiety can come you from. You heard it here first. Josh and I are planners. Yes, type <laughs> A for sure. I feel like some people wouldn't have written out the outline for every episode, like before they even started. Right. I, I did all the outlines before <laughs> I even booked the yeah, guests. Yeah, you, you plan that stuff out to a T, but it helps. It, it helps gives you something to with do control. with all it gives your you time. Something to yeah. do. It gives you a little sense of control, which I That's think true. And when things don't go the way I want well. it, yeah, I get really like, I yep. can't believe this is not going the way I want it to yep. go. Like I had this all planned out. What the yep. fuck? What the fuck? Yep. Yep. And I think yeah. when, you know, and, and honestly, if I don't know if there's necessarily a cure for anxiety, you know, but gotta love my meds. But if there's a way to help deal with that, with stressors and how to cope with, when things don't go the way you plan them, that's a great way of, quote unquote, dealing with anxiety. I call it planning for spontaneity. What sure. I do is I make like eight different plans and likelihood is one of those eight <laughs> will happen. You're so over planning. I'm over for different. No, no, no. Like you but came if it over, helps. You came over at six today. I had a plan for if you were coming at five. I had a plan if you were coming around seven. Wow, I had a plan if you were you, coming man. around eight. I had a plan for if That's you great, called me up this morning. But by that, I mean texting me like I can't make it. Yeah. I had a backup plan for the evening. Like... I'm crazy. Hey, that is... No, but that... But then that's I keep what calm, works for you... Because I have, like, eight different plans. Exactly. And I think that's the, the hard thing about anxiety is that your anxiety is very different than my anxiety, right? I think everyone's anxiety is different. Sure. Yeah. And in this day and age, we tend to think in groups and labels and, you know, you're gay, you're straight, you're bi, you're... You're anxious, you're sad, you're depressed, you're happy, you're, you know, whatever it is. And we don't have to think about individualism. And, you know, I think we have to in, in a lot of degrees, you know, and be, and I think that's what can help. I have when you three degrees. I have two bachelors <laughs> and a master's, just for the record. Well, I have one. That's at the bottom of my bio. People never read that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, only have the one. I think in general, individual is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like to generalize for humor or whatever, but I don't sure. really mean it. That's why there's a question mark in the title of the podcast. Ah, yes. I was going to say, because I think, well, I don't think you're a millennial. No, I'm an exennial. That's, that's, that's why the it's in-betweens. called the extennial I've heard of the exennials before as well. The biggest reason why I like that label myself is because supposedly it's it's uh, any years that the Star Wars films, the original Star Wars films came out. Yeah, that's Between true. 77 and 83, and I'm 83. So yeah, I, I like Xennial. I think Xennial is we where also, we We also didn't have, like, I didn't have my first smartphone until after college. I didn't the have a smartphone didn't until I was until... 36. Okay, well, 
You're way, you're yeah. way. Down. <laughs> you're definitely, you're, you're a Gen X, Seth. I am not I a think. Gen X. I, re- I resent that. I am definitely not. I am Xenia. But again, see, there are these labels. I'm not so a baby boomer. Right. No, when I no, put definitely the, not. When I was publishing the book on Facebook and doing Facebook ads, like these millennials yeah. would be like, you fucking baby boomer, you ruined the world. And I'd be like, I'm not, You're a, baby not a baby boomer. No. Look at the emoji. But see, again, we get stuck on these labels. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like Harry Potter, right? Harry would have been great in Slytherin, but he chose Gryffindor, yeah. you know? I think it should I'm really be definitely about... definitely a Slytherin. There's, I, there's I can see no that. question I can definitely in see my that. Mind, it was a but tough it thing be to about admit. what we choose, yeah. It was but a tough you, thing, to but admit I feel like too, you but... want to be a Slytherin, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I think it really comes down to that. And it comes down to like, I thought I wanted to be a Gryffindor, and... but then I was like, look, everything in my apartment's green. I like it. I have ambition. <clears throat> ah, you yeah. like the green, that's why you like the Slytherin, and I'm a, <laughs> I have ambition to do things sure you know? i'm not that heroic. you're ambitious you're I'm very no Arya stark or whatever i'm more of a danny no no no, no. yeah no well lately yeah we by the time no this, spoilers no, by the time this that. this is airing way in the i think this is going to be up in july so. oh okay by then it's people july are, guys the people Happy are Ford. still uh still <laughs> you know haven't watched by july then it's their own fault okay right. but we right. don't need well, to have then... spoilers aaron and i are going to talk about oh, this okay you guys can in a few weeks we're still on anxiety yes Cool. Anxiety about being spoiling. Okay. Or, or spoiling. Yes. Either being spoiling or having been spoiled. Actually, that's, that's funny. More that anxiety gave me anxiety too. last night because I went to my friend's for her birthday and we normally watch together. And uh, she had other friends over who don't watch Game of Thrones. So we didn't get to watch. And I, I had to leave because I had, I had to meet someone actually after that. So, um, so we were, I I didn't get to watch and I was like, I can't go on Facebook. I can't, you know, it's like, you're right. Like little things like that can be very very anxious to watch Game of Thrones. I think there's a spectrum of anxiety. And to be honest, I think we all deal with it. Mm -hmm. I think obviously some of us can handle uh, less anxiety than others. You know, I've got some friends who you could throw a mountain at them, a physical mountain, and they would still find a way to manage that. And, you know, and even if they're stressed and I've seen them stressed and, but they just, they can just, you know, it's water off a duck's back as Jinx Monsoon That's would say. That's amazing. But. You think that's nature or nurture? You know, I, I would probably say a little of both, you know, I'm sure. Cause again, I've handled my anxiety better as you have after finding ways to cope with it. Well, right? now that I'm 40, I'm. Doing great with it, but yeah, in my thirties, the new thirties. So. Yes, in my thirties, I wasn't so good with the anxiety. So, how long have you had anxiety? You've had oh, I'm sure probably all my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I didn't, but I didn't know what anxiety was until a couple years ago. I think I had social anxiety growing sure. up. Sure, sure, I could see that. I was picked on a lot. Uh, that yeah, I've been there, done that. Although I wouldn't say I have social anxiety because. I still have friends from elementary school, even like first grade. Oh, I have grade. friends from elementary school. Yeah, um, I have a friend from fourth grade. And I think also just based on my based on my job or just based on being in theater, like and I wouldn't say that you have social anxiety in the sense that a little bit. You have... I'm just introverted. I like one on one. Okay, but that's a little different. Yeah, I would say because I mean, being theater people, we tend to I'm very going and I'm very extroverted people. on stage, but sure. in person, I'm like uh... okay, I can see that. All right, all right. But yeah, I think I've probably had anxiety. I have lots of walls up. That's what it is. Okay. From growing up and getting picked on a lot. Yeah. Uh, I know I had three major events in my life that really transformed me, maybe four now. 
But, uh, you know, one was I had a group of friends that were amazing growing up and especially really helped me when mm -hmm. I was somewhat suicidal in middle school. And they were a great group of supporting uh, uh, friends. But then we broke up in high school and I'm still friends with them now. Like, you know, we eventually rekindled later on. Um, actually, you know, we have that in common. I had a lot of friends in yeah. elementary school who abandoned me. That's what I call it. Well, like they yeah. moved away between elementary and middle school. So okay. when I went to middle school, I had like one friend left. Uh, and that was probably tough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, discovered that in therapy when I was 25. I hit on the abandonment issues. Sure. That's it, why I get upset when I've people leave too. the city. Yeah. But now I don't care. I've gotten through it. I'm like, everyone's replaceable. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're not replaceable, but, you know, good friends are those people who like, even when you see them years later. You can yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. I visited so one of my high school when, friends And when you Denver, learn that and like when you that. know that, it's easier to let them go. Yes. Knowing that like, I'm just going to see you if, even if it's a couple years they're gonna be exactly yeah. yeah but uh you know that was one uh unfortunately i lost a really really good friend uh to suicide back in college and he was a good friend from home too so that was a big change in my life and uh and then i would say my first love that that uh that broke my heart a lot but i i think because i didn't know how to deal with that right that gave me a lot of anxiety and honestly, even went through another bad, you know, uh, breakup last year. That's where at least a lot of my anxiety was coming from last year. Right. And that's when I really started to tackle it and, and handle it. You think that was the worst one you've had? Um, no, I've had, I, you know, even when, uh, you know, my ex and I were together, I still had some anxious moments, uh, for sure. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't taking care of it. You know, I didn't know it was anxiety. You know, right. my my mother has, you know, a, a different illness. And, you know, uh, honestly, what would give me anxiety was people telling me and trying to diagnose me right. when I knew I was I don't have this, though. I've been to so many doctors. They say I don't have this. And, you know, finally, actually, one of my really good friends, um, uh, you know her, actually, Christina Cataldo. Yes. 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 She did my showcase. Yes, Very long we time also. Ago. I think I. I think I heard of your showcase through her. Oh, really? When I first moved to the yeah, city. Yeah, we've been so, friends a long hi, time. Hi, Christina. Um, she actually. But now she has to listen. Yeah. You'll be like, we mentioned you. You have to tune sure. in. <laughs> um, but she actually helped me, and I've told her this because she um went through a uh, uh some anxiety and well you know still does. Right. And uh, but she started tackling her anxiety a few years ago, and I saw how much better and how different she became after, you know, learning, you know, ways to cope with her anxiety or seeing a therapist or, you know, even coming to me and, you know, helping listen to her through, through certain things and vice versa. I've gone to her too. And so uh, seeing her go through that actually helped me, um, go through some of that as well and realize that I think this is what I have. Right. And it really made me look at myself in a different perspective. So honestly, by, by seeing someone else go through it and other friends. Well, that's, that's why I wrote my first book. Did you read my first book? <laughs> I have him on record. Sorry. He hasn't I read know. the first book. I am sorry, That would have really helped you through a breakup. That's what it's about. I know. Yeah. Well, I... Sleep Right Now, W-R-I-T, and was about the in... anxiety, insomnia, and depression from my year, in from my breakup. In both our defenses, yeah. Yes, yeah. and I remember you writing that, and I remember you know I also think you're mentioned we, in it. We were probably because I, I think I remember you asking me about that, um, but I I don't think I could have read it at the time because of what I was going through. Yeah, that's another thing. There's sometimes like when my dog died a few years ago, 
I was okay to watch Marley and Me. I knew I need something to make me cry that I can relate to, but I think that was too relatable that I didn't want to do it. Maybe, but I actually, I had a great email from a guy a few months ago who who read it randomly, and he said it really helped him through his breakup, like, and that he sent it to his friend who was going through. Sure. Because the point is, of that book was... I had all these older people, uh, my older friends were telling me about what they had been through, and I had no idea that anyone went through something like this. No mm. one talks about it. It's so stigmatized to, like, discuss, like, the worst year of your life. Like, And yeah. so I was like, I am writing this book for people who are going through this so they have, they can look and see what's happening sure. to them. And it's very introspective, and it's very self, uh, a lot of self-analysis with sure. all my journal entries and I realized that I had bought into this, like, happy ending vision that Disney has sold me or whatever. Sure. Like, or living in America, the American dream or it's whatever. not even Disney. I mean, in this day and in age, society. you know, all we see, especially on social media, of our yeah. friends and family are the good things that they're doing. Exactly. The bad stuff, you know, and uh, and it's it's tough. It's so, too much expectation. It, yes. And also, you we know, we want to be having a good time just as much as everyone else is. Yeah. But when uh, there's you feel no, like not you're one not, path, you know. Yeah, exactly. You feel like, oh my no. God, there's something wrong with me. I'm single in my 30s, and sure. you know, my younger sister I got him married, and I also lost two grandparents that year. I know. So it was tough. It was a really horrible year. Sure. Uh, but. You know, I thought writing the book was very therapeutic, and I'm I'm glad that people are still finding it, and I feel like eventually something in my life will break through, and then everyone will see all my books again and be like, oh my gosh. It's on iBooks, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think I've even downloaded it. We're going to check right now to see, I know, don't to see hold if me he to has it. a copy. Well, if I don't, it would be a, It would it. be a, a Kindle, so I don't know if it's on iBooks. Oh, it's if it's on Amazon. Kindle? Yeah. Oh, then I have to go through Amazon. Um, Yeah. I mean, I prefer having regular books, but yes, there's a Kindle version. I know I have my Kindle. All three of them are on Kindle. I'm pretty sure I have it. But yes, don't hold me to it. Uh, I haven't read it since I've written it, but at some point I need to turn it into an audiobook. Oh, yeah, that I would definitely listen to. Oh, well, then you should get the audiobook of Millennials Are Ruining the World. Okay. It's very funny. Okay. All right. I I'm don't have whole... it on there. I'm going to have to go to Amazon and buy it. I guess we know what Josh is doing later tonight. Yes. Yeah, all or three like, of the books are very right good. Right now. Uh, whoops, if I can spell your last name right. Seth Hirsch. It's an E, but it'll oh, still give it'll it to you. It won't no. give it to you. Ooh. Wow. Right. Amazon can't handle time. Finding it. Okay, that's the... There I am. Yeah, that's it. That's the new one. Yeah, that one has an audiobook now. Okay. This is very interesting. Everyone's listening to us looking at Josh. I know, phone. basically like looking at a phone Talk that you about guys a millennial see. activity. Talk amongst yourselves. All right, so All right, we so both had really, really bad years of anxiety. So yes. what, what has helped you? You mentioned medication. Yeah, so definitely... Well, I mean, first things first. I mean, you got to see your general practitioner. Nice thing about that and actually I've, I've heard you know anxiety has spiked a lot in the past couple of years especially oh with yeah i had a relapse and all i talk stuff. about that in millennials actually yep. i do a chapter 
yeah. on my relapse. It's actually going to be in my new book, too. It's talking about politics, but yeah, definitely. I have a chapter about the Bernie brats. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to call them brats, but there's lots of... Call them assholes, maybe. <laughs> Uh, good times. Um, We're going to be talking... Oh, we actually, the politics episode already aired by the time this is aired. Okay. Who, yeah, my who friend Roger is... He's coming over uh, to listen, to watch the debates with me, and then... Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. so that's episode five, and you're on episode seven. Unless, oh, good. I'm lucky unless number things seven. things change around, which uh, hopefully Well, five's they won't. my favorite number, so if you got to move it around... No, I he's wanna... set on five, because that's the week after the debate. Okay. So that one, I right, literally fine. have to record and then release uh, right away. All right. Well, I like lucky number seven. Yeah, everything else so. I'm doing, like, a month in advance, two months in advance, because um, I'm a planner. Yes, clearly. Uh, yeah, but therapy's really good. Uh, definitely, and uh, that's something I got have from my... Have you done CBT? No, that I don't was think the so. most helpful for me. Cognitive behavioral therapy. No, I did not do that. I highly recommend okay. it. I talk about that in my first okay. book. Yeah, it was it it literally saved my life. Okay, like, that's the that's correct usage know. of the word literally. Like, <laughs> I but it really did. Like, just the you retrain your brain, especially because I'm a little bit obsessive. I don't know if you knew that. A little bit obsessive. <laughs> Only a little bit. Well, I'm not, like, as bad as some people, but oh, no, 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 I still not. have obsessiveness and anxiety, and it really sure. helps with both obsessive thoughts and anxiety. And okay. You just reevaluate your thoughts and then kind of, like, like, one of the things I learned was if you're in a black room and you don't like the color black, sure. there are two things you can do. You can either paint the room a different color. Okay. Or you can leave the room. And if you can't paint the room a different color then sure, you can stay in there all day hating the room. Right. But it's not really a good use of your time. Right, yeah, exactly. Just get out of the room. And you are a master at time, I have to say. You, I'm pretty Because efficient. you're so, you're yeah. so efficient. You're one of the most efficient I'm people ridiculous. I know. I wish I could do that. Because sometimes, you know, I have so much to do. And, you know, I work five days a week, eight, nine hour days. Yeah, I, I come home, I think, oh, I've got my nights free. I can work on this tonight, work on this person's website. And then I'm just so exhausted from working an eight hour yeah, day. I, mean, that I, I don't, don't work an do eight that. hour day. So that's it's true. So, but and I don't, you know, I keep to my schedule of not getting up till noon. So I'm at my peak performance. Sure. I think if people are forced to wake up earlier than their body, that just really messes you up. Well, you just mentioned something too, that your I think body is wants really good. To. Yes. But it's a schedule or routine. I think yeah. routine can really help with anxiety. The only downfall oh, yeah. is that if you're not good with handling that you know sort of if something's out of your routine then it's like oh my gosh it can really affect you and that used to affect me a lot if i if plans changed on me within 24 hours i would flip out i'm getting i'm much better about that although if someone canceled me the night before i'd be fine but if if we were changing day of like even my ex and i if we if you know, he was saying, I don't want to do this tonight. Like, I'd be like, but but you said we would. And yeah. it would really, really make me anxious. Time makes me anxious. You know, if I don't anxious. leave enough uh, time. But lately. I say I have backup plans. I rate yeah. people by how likely they are to flake. I have backup. Have... Oh, that's smart. I have backup mm-hmm. subway plans. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, therapy. Therapy is therapy great. Therapy definitely helped. Um, you know what helped me a lot, too, last year? And definitely seeing my general practitioner. That's actually where I get my medication from. So, but seeing a a psychiatrist is also someone you can Mm -hmm. see. Yeah, I tried a lot of meds in 2012. And I did a whole chapter 
about that and everything. I literally tried everything and nothing really. Well, there's for me. a lot for for anxiety. There's a lot. I uh, um I don't mind sharing. I'm on Lexapro. Do you like Lexapro? Uh, it has worked for me, but I've had other people say it doesn't work for them. So I, that's one of my ex girlfriends went crazy on that one. Yeah. Well, see, it does not work for everyone. I think Wellbutrin and is another your, one. Your sex drive. Um. Yeah, that counterbalances itself afterward. Mm. And if the guy's hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Sex is great for anxiety, I find. Uh, okay. Personally. Um, yeah. I, you know, no. it did lower my drive a little bit. I wasn't as um, sexually active when I was on it. But again, that counterbalances itself mm-hmm. after a while. You find... I was on uh, I was on Clonopin for the longest. See, I there, think, I've heard so many people I took tell Clonopin me so many for different like ones. three months. And it just really... I was just like... I couldn't write. It was horrible. Like, sure. I couldn't feel anything. And it was... It got me through. But I just... I, I was... I needed it at the time. But I was very happy to get off of everything. It's interesting that too. But writing was a big help for me as well. Yeah. I mean... And last year, I actually was able, I was very fortunate enough, I took about three to four months off of work. Um, And uh, because... uh, Yeah, I worked a lot less in 2012. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, Yeah, and that's so working less allowed me, and and trust me, if you guys have the, the type of job where you can, whether you can take time off and have to pay yourself almost, uh, you know, and, and use some savings or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't normally recommend that, but it's like reinvesting in yourself. And that's sort of what I did. It's, and it really helped me focus a... on the anxiety yeah. and where the anxiety was coming from and finding those better ways. And I wrote a lot too. So I actually wrote my, my next book, which is going to be a novel, um, wrote a good two thirds of it at the time. What now a novel about... concept. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thank you. You're here all week. Uh, or every week. Yeah, I'm here every week. Um, yeah, That's so cool. that, that helped. Writing is definitely a big, big help. Uh, and uh, honestly, in some of the toughest points of my life, that's where writing is uh that's where i've done some of my best writing well, i think it's um, important to allow yourself to have the time off yes we're all on such a a self-imposed timetable self-imposed deadline yes. i need to be married by this time i should have my tony award by this time or <laughs> it's like you, you can't make just, those goals you just gotta like accept the fact we all have a different journey and sometimes even if, you're even like if the outcome is the same yeah. and some people are like really concerned about having kids and maybe they're not going to have kids and it's right. like you just have to accept some things are out of your control you know like you're not going to be able to i know have everything the way you desperately the want way it. you plan it and look yeah. and even going off of that i know a really beautiful couple who were second marriages for each other they're an older couple the one guy did not finally have his first legally adopted son until age 70. Wow. Now, he had stepkids for a little while, you know, through this second marriage, and that's why they, they were too old to have kids anymore, you know, but all he ever wanted was kids, and his, you know, first wife didn't want that, but, yeah, he still had kids at seven years old. His there's first legally hope, adopted you know? son, now has grandkids, so there's always so many different ways to do the same thing. Yeah, there's um, no there's yeah. no timetable, there's right. no hurry. People need to just right. kind of let go of that, which is very hard to do, but that's why I Can like be. having people in my <clears throat> life who are my friends who are older, 
Oh, you have sure. a lot of older friends. I do. My yeah. best friend is uh, 93 years young, as I call wow. her. Wow. Now she's starting to say she's um, she's 94 because she's reached she's over the half hump. Right. So you're like a little kid, like I I'm this many and a half. You know, she's not she's 93 and a half. So she's close to 94. She makes sure she know you know it. Uh, but uh, I have learned a lot from her too, and and I play bridge once a week with her and a great group of friends. And uh, that's actually great. what my, my, my book is about, my new my new novel. And It's like um, Tuesdays with Maury, but it's yes, like Bridge, yes. bridge with Yes, I actually call novel. it on Mondays We Play Bridge. Because oh, we do. Yeah. I play Bridge I on Mondays. Knew <laughs> I knew I knew the title. So, I, I remember uh, now. And it's it's life lessons I learned from people who are twice and thrice my age. I think and they're a great group of people, I too. think it's really great the yeah. perspective that, uh, that they have about just everything. And yes. like... You know, apparently the 40s is like the best decade and then the 50s is also the best decade as well. Yeah. So like, you know, don't be afraid of, of growing old. It was, uh, it's, you know, it, it's good. You age into yourself. You're more comfortable. Yes, And absolutely. you learn how to deal with anxiety through cognitive behavioral therapy or medication if that works for you. Or, right. Or just talking to someone. You got to talk to talking someone. Talking is good. Whether it's your friends or your general practitioner or a therapist mm-hmm. or... You know, someone who also, or a, a group, you know, someone once mentioned to me, um, Al-Anon or, uh, that's the group for people who are friends of alcoholics. Right. But there's oh, a lot of those 12 step. Ones. Yeah. No, I did try one. I went to one, uh, codependence anonymous meeting and it, it was not for me. Okay. Yeah. But, there were but prayers it could and be stuff, for Josh, else. like, ugh. Well, if you don't mind the prayer stuff, maybe it could be for someone else. So I'm just saying there are definitely multiple ways to handle the same thing. I finally got into meditation. Do you meditate at all? I'm actually not a good meditator, although I did subscribe to the Calm app. I have the Calm app. I don't pay for it, but I use the Uh, free thing. Okay. And you do the seven days of Calm and you just do that. I found if you did it. For six weeks, every day, 10 minutes a day, Sure, I got good at it. But for the first, like, five weeks, I was horrible. And it's it's dedication. And I think you should really make kids learn how to meditate. Because now, I put on the Calm app, I'm out like a light. Oh, interesting. So Um, you use it to sleep. Oh, yeah. I keep the rain sound on. Yeah, I do try to use like technology to its advantage that way, you know, you know, being in the tech industry and working there and, you know, just you're right. We're on our phones all day long, but how can we get better use out of that? And I even use my Alexa devices at home to uh there's a like a rain i like a thunderstorm i love app. the rain and it's it, that's you're what right, i use calm calming. For. it's like a white noise well i used that yeah. while i meditated every day for 10 minutes for sure. six weeks and i've trained my body yeah that if i wake up in the middle of the night and i'm like i start to have something about the next day right. i'm like i put it on and i just and listen right and i count from 100 and by the time i get to one i'm usually gone that's great Good. Yeah, sometimes it takes 20 to 30 minutes, but still for but... the most part it's very very helpful and if you if you're calm, you'll fall back asleep. Sure. And that's the most of it is not caring about the fact that you're not sleeping. Right. The more right. you can just and that's like the same thing I talked about with Teresa was insouciance about the career. I think the more you can just let go and like, you know, sure you're going to get worked up about whatever, but right. the more you can just Give in, like you know, the, the plan. Tomorrow's problem. Yeah, The exactly. plans are not going to, you know, it's good to have contingency plans. Like, I like to have 18 different plans. But if something 
we're smart people, you know? Right. Like, if something goes wrong with your day, right. whatever. You can find something else to do. You could right. read a book. You can binge a Netflix show. Like, right. I play video games sometimes. Actually, something interesting, my calm, serenity part of my day is usually I get home. There's a great song I like to listen to. It's just, it's like 10 minutes of banjo. And a friend of mine introduced it to me. The Kermit and the Frog plays the banjo very well. He does, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not easy being green, so I, I listen to this one. Well, you and, know all uh, about that rainbow connection. I do. <laughs> oh, God. Dad puns. Um, but I, I'll just get home. I'll tell, you know, my uh, Siri on my HomePod to play such and such song and uh it's great it's like 10 minutes it it allows me to like wind down um also you know even on the subway i found certain apps that i like to use Mm -hmm. whether it's writing on the subway whether it's reading a book whether it's um you know using that technology to to your advantage those simple games you can play in like three to five minutes you know right but it distracts you from all the other shit going on you know so that really helps, but it's finding ways to cope during those like those. Yeah, anxious I think moments. everybody finds their yeah. own ways to cope. So whatever you found yeah. for sleeping, or you know, for being in those anxious moments, whatever work works stress for you. environments, yeah. exactly. Um, there's lots of ways to to deal with it, but. All right. Well, that just flew by, which is exciting. But we're up to our closing questions already. Oh, cool. All right. So these are the closing questions on every week. Uh, So was the time that a millennial annoyed you? Oh, God. It was probably me annoying myself. No. (laughs) Um, You know, it was uh, working where I work with technology, you know, and you get this from all aspects, but, you know, people who say, oh, I'm not tech savvy, you know, and yes, there are millennials, some of them who are not tech savvy, you know, but if you're not something, it's because you're choosing not to be something, right? right. Like this day and age, we all have access at our inner, inner t- you know, fingertips, you know, to be able to research something or look something up or ask a friend and learn, you know, how to do That's something. True. So, you know, it's a lot easier. If nowadays. anyone's annoying me that time, it's probably been someone who's like, Oh, well, I just don't get this. You do it for me. No, I'm not going to do this for you. Like I will teach you, you know, it's the whole, you give a man a fish, he eats right. for a day. You teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. Only if so, he likes fish. Only if he likes yeah, fish. I don't eat fish personally. Uh, that's okay. I love right. fish being from Boston, but. There's a pun about being fishy that I'm not going to make. Okay, yes, please. Let's <laughs> go there. Just uh, for the halibut, I'm going to not oh, say it. Oh, man. Because I, I cod. My dad jokes I really cod say the joke, but I won't. Oh, stop. No, I, I, I can't do this Basically, <laughs> I could be here all night making fish that puns. That would be basically. I know, basically. <laughs> that one wasn't up to scale. Oh, uh, stop. All right. All right no, I will no, finish. No. That'll I be can't. The last, <laughs> oh, wow. The last one. Wow. You had like a whole, you practiced that. I just, my family puns all the time at, at Passover okay. dinner. Oh, we, is we that do what, it. like, you just do? Yeah. You just, like, pass I the I always want to go to the, do the punter dome thing, but... You should pat, nah, but pass the pun. Like, pass that's going to be the next game. Pass the pun. Like, we you get totally a We could totally make a board game. Oh, my God, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, okay. Let's Google it okay. after. Oh, we're we, going to talk about that We have this next. on audio. Someone yes. cannot... We, pa- we pass patent this. Pass the pun. It's our pass new board game. It's our new... Well, not even a game. We can make an app out of this. Oh, that's smarter. Yeah. I'm so old-fashioned. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, like, we'll make a so board game. So here's when a millennial is, <laughs> annoys you. You're like, we're going to make a board game. Yeah. I'm like, let's make an app, you I dipshit. like this. <laughs> yeah. This is a great idea. All right, you All heard right. it here. We're going to do cool. Pass the Pun. That's our, the pun. that's our new app. And the look, final question. People can pick a category. And then, like, so, like you got to pass the, the device around. And you have around, the, the time. And you have to make puns based on, like, yeah, your time. We're going like to have to release this seconds. in July because that's when this comes okay, out. All right, all, you cool. heard it here first. Pass the pun. All right. All right final Other, question. Okay. Final, final <laughs> what question. advice would you give to yourself 10 years ago? Oh, that's a good one. Thank um, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh you know, uh, it's it's the title of a book I once read, which is "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff." Right? You mm -hmm. know, we we only get one life, or whether you think we get multiple, that's fine. But um, uh, we only get to do certain things once, and you know, and even those things that we think we only get to do once, that's not true, right? You know, yeah. we, just because we loved. One time, you know, doesn't mean we're not going to love again. Or, yeah, you know, just because we got fired from a job for whether it was something stupid we did or something we want to blame something else for, fine. But doesn't mean you're not going to be, you know, successful at your yeah. next job or whatever. But you got to give your effort into it. You got to put yourself into it. And so I would just say don't sweat the small stuff because, you know, that person who bumped into you on the subway or that person who, you know, knocked your phone out of your hand and, yep, you know, that made your phone break and now you've got to pay maybe even $300 dollars to fix your phone yeah that sucks and that's never happened to me by the way but i've heard these <laughs> stories before that that sucks but it's literally not the end of the world yeah nothing, especially money you know? money problems oh Hopefully yeah the, i've always found temporary... money comes back tenfold and you know what if you really want money problems Go out and give some money. Support your friends and what they do. That's why I'm going to go buy your book right uh, now. More money, support more your problems. Friends, support, you know, because then they're going to do the same thing to you. So yeah. they're going to support your what stuff. What goes around comes around. Exactly. It's pay it forward, especially money. There's a innuendo there somewhere. All right. Well, we won't. <laughs> we won't go there. We won't come around <laughs> or go <Stop>. around. <laughs> no, 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 no sexual puns. That, that'll be the adult version. That's the adult we'll version. Make a, yes. The adult version. Only for adults. <laughs> yes. And that's the one that'll sell the cards better. against you. Yeah, your, exactly. Cards against your puns. Or, You're really yeah. gonna punish people with yeah. this, this app. Pass the pun or punish the pun. It, but it'll just be yeah. pass the pun. But like <clears throat> no, the pass the pun version. will be the good. Will be like the yeah the, 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 we'll the just kid friendly version. Punish the pun will be the adult version. I like it. Yeah. You heard it here first. We got our new cool. apps. All right. Well, thanks, Josh, for oh, being thanks here. Thanks for having me. This, this was, was great. this super fun. Uh, so awesome. next week is gonna be my. <laughs> girlfriend Emmy Asano and oh, she is going to talk about Japan and uh, and how it's different than America and uh. what it's like dating an American so that's a great episode so I hope to uh, I, I want to say see you next week but I hope you'll hear me next week that's cool. the way it goes yes. uh, so you'll hear me next time right here on Millennials are ruining the world question mark and Xennial perspective I'm not woke but I'm awake Millennials are ruining the world an exanio perspective.